Hey everybody, Tuesday, August 3rd. I'm going to talk about a topic that will get some people wound up, get get other people upset on both sides of, this, of it. And I'm not really going to get into right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm just going to look at the legalities of some of the problems that's going on. Um, one of the things that the Biden administration did uh, real early on, um, and it was one of their relief efforts, uh, I forget what the exact name of it was, but it was, it was, it was packaged in part of it. Basically, for a number of socially disadvantaged producers, USDA was going to basically just cancel their debts. And, and not only cancel the debt, they were going to give them 20% more money on top of it. Now, that's probably to pay the taxes, but they said it's for administrative and legal, legal stuff and everything else. Um, but they're not really canceling the debt. They're just going to write them a check for that amount of money. So if you wanted to keep the debt and use that money to do something else, you could. It's just they're going to write you a check for 120% of the size of your loan. It's run into numerous legal challenges. Um, it, it appears to me in, in a lot of places that I read and look at that if it went to the Supreme Court, it would probably get knocked down. Uh, the, the big thing is um, there's these classes, and, and it's just different groups of people. They call it classes. I know we're all supposed to be one and everything, but, but in USDA they identify people by these classes that has been uh, said to have been discriminated against in the past. Uh, some have, some haven't, uh, you know, I think it's up and down as to where you're at, when, when it was, how long ago, uh, where, where it was, was it just an individual employee? Um, you know, was it a group? We could argue all this stuff for a long time, but, uh, at the end of the day, uh, they did not include some of the, some of the classes of people that were discriminated against, uh, examples, white women. Uh, if you were were a white woman that was supposedly one of the discriminated classes, but not socially disadvantaged, but is not getting the the money, uh, quote unquote, you 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 pick some winners and pick some losers. Now, there's a lot of statistics that float around this thing on all sides. They're going to say uh, that the the average minority farmer's farm is about one fourth the size of the average white person's farm. Of course, when you look at just acres, are you talking uh, when you, especially when you start going west, and you start getting into a lot of this ranch land that may have, you know, I, I, you know, you'll you'll see a forty thousand acre ranch advertised that's got seven hundred acres that's got irrigation on it. So yeah, the the size of the ranch is forty thousand acres, but they're only farming seven hundred acres. The rest of it's pretty much just out there. Um, and so you're primarily comparing people from the South where, and, and let's face it, down South you have more fruits and vegetables. And generally your fruit and vegetable farms are smaller in size than your large grain farms. You take a wheat farm out West that has summer fallow, that means you're only farming half of it every year anyway. And, and then you have that what I call that a bunch of that ground that you don't farm, but yet it's figured in the operation. So there's a whole bunch of statistics and you can, you can argue statistics all the way you want to argue them. And, and everybody from about 50 different directions, um, 
can can you know go with this thing now but it, it would only be about sixteen thousand farmers who who have been identified that would get this debt relief yeah it's it's going to cost several billion dollars, but not like u s d a hasn't thrown around seven several billion dollars before the 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 number one way in my mind that you get larger size minority farmers is if people buy the farm and rent it to them and there's a whole lot of people that's got the money that if they want to just buy the you know Bill Gates and Warren Buffett just rent your ground to them. I mean, and you you can you can determine who you want to rent your ground to for whatever reason you really want to, as long as you're not quote unquote discriminating against people. And so you can you can rent them the ground; they can farm the ground, especially if you rent it to them on on pretty reasonable terms. Now I know they're going to talk about yeah, but we want ownership and all this other stuff, and I get that. But I can tell you, there's a that there there's a whole bunch. And and I can, I can, uh, I can take you right to their farm. Whole bunch of white farmers that don't own any farm ground. They rent it all. They rent it all. And that's just just part of it. But you know, I, I it looks like to me that uh, the Biden administration probably does not want to take this <clears throat> to the Supreme Court and lose. I know some of the activists are getting upset with Vilsack. They're saying, well, the solution's not going to come from the secretary. It's got to come from the president. But, you know, I'm not sure that, that, that Vilsack has a good solution for this. And if this thing gets tied up in the courts much longer, it's, it's going to become just tied up in the courts. And you know how things can get tied up in the courts forever. There's been a couple, the, 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 the Pigford lawsuit, um, that was settled in the late 1990s, and then again, more money was thrown at that in, I think, 2010. Um, that's been out there to address this, and now you got this program on top of it, um, and it's, it's, um, it's, it's, is it an issue that's ever going to go away? I don't know. Um, and they're going to talk, too, about, you know, the population and a number of people in the population that are farmers and aren't farmers. Of course, of course, I would make the argument you probably need to look at rural population and not uh, large cities because there's not too many people inside the city of L.A. that's going to farm because, what well, there's not farms there. That's just how it is. And you... you but once again, as I said, there's there's all kinds of statistics, statistics that all kinds of people throw out there. It'll be a campaign issue again. Um, you have a number of activists that are not going to be happy until they get the result they want. But I'm not sure they can legally get that result through the Supreme Court the way the Supreme Court's currently uh, configured. <clears throat> and even Justice Roberts, who is probably the most liberal of the conservatives, uh, has, has he's made this statement in the past that the, if there's discrimination, the best way to get rid of it is to quit discriminating. Um, he hasn't wanted to go back. And there was also uh, a city in Virginia that passed some kind of deal that gave priority to the city contracts to just certain, quote-unquote, classes of people, and it was ruled unconstitutional by the, by the Supreme Court and that's probably case precedent for this one if it ever got to the Supreme Court. And so I don't, I don't think 
that the Biden administration is going to want to get it that far. But yet the program they announced is the program that the activists want, the progressive left wants. And so I think they're kind of caught in a pickle. They're, you know, caught between expectations versus reality. Much like a lot of things that go on. Um, and like I said, you know, it's 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 a billion dollars. It's sixteen thousand producers. You know, we, we, and, and all you out there that want to argue about fairness, life's not fair. We don't die in the order we're born. It's never been fair. It's not going to be fair, and that's just what you're going to deal with. I mean, that's just how it is. Well, a touchy topic, a topic that gets people wound up. And like I said, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know go one way or the other. Except that if 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 you discriminate against people, stupid things happen. And you know you get some southern states that were upset over some stuff. And and read Grant's memoirs on some of the stuff that went on there during Reconstruction. Um, there's several good books on Grant on President Grant, and uh, you probably get a better you probably get a better feel of of how that thing went south and and where we're where we're still at today in certain situations um it's it's not a good deal but um not saying this program is the program to correct it you know economically the best way to correct this is if if you want to see somebody farm a farm buy a farm and rent a farm to them that works really well. And you can do that. If you got the money to buy the farm, buy the farm. And anymore with these GoFundMe campaigns and stuff, you get a whole bunch of it, you get together and 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 you know, buy the farm and rent it to whoever you want to rent it to. And we'll go on down the road. Well, hey, um, touchy subject, thing that gets people wound up. It's looks like to me it's stuck in the courts. It's gonna be stuck in the courts for a while. It's um, going to maybe take a legislative solution, which with all the other things we got going on, who knows where this would get caught up with um, and where it would go. Um, it's, uh, and, so, and sometimes, too, and this is what I told people, no matter what you want, no matter where you're at, both sides of an issue, whenever something like this gets stuck in the courts, sometimes you just got to let it play out in the courts. And the best thing to do is just sit back and, and, and let the lawyers let the lawyers hash out the law and see where it goes. And then and then if you're wanting something like this, you're gonna have to see after the court ruling, if you're not successful, you're gonna have to see how do we change this to make it successful. And if you're opposed to this, you just wait for the whoever changes it and then you take them back to court again and you go down through the whole thing. I know it's a crazy world we live in, but that's how a lot of things have been litigated for a long time. Well, hey, to the smartest audience in agriculture, a bunch of producers, not litigators, but every now and then a few producers need litigators. I understand that. We'll be talking to you tomorrow. Hey, everybody. Wednesday, 4th of August. Uh, getting some major dues out there. Um you know, it's amazing this um, month of July, the, how the weather changed from the month of June. But I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, some Brazilian corn exports and everything. But first, 
Judy, she got censored by the big tech uh, censors. Uh, YouTube uh, flagged one of her videos from 10 years ago, age inappropriate. So what was this video? This was the video of, of our kids 10 years ago weighing in their 4-H steers, which amounted to backing up to a set of like Gates pens, the cows coming off the trailer, steers, had halters on them, by the way, and they were broke to lead, uh, pulled them into a chute. Of course, you know, you put them in a head gate, and they were tattooed and had an electronic tag in their ear, and then opened the gate, walked back on the trailer. Flagged as age inappropriate. Now, talking to the boss, she said that YouTube's just going through all their videos and just looking at everything. And, and if you disagree that it's age inappropriate and you like ask questions, they just give you this here um, oh, list of things that, that reasons why or whatever. And, and then on top of it, um, if, if you want to appeal it, uh, they just review it themselves. You get no chance to explain anything or do anything. And so you have a bunch of people that know absolutely nothing about agriculture. Of course, they probably think they do. Or you may have a bunch of people that are actually anti-animal agriculture. And, and they would be, uh, for lack of a better word, the one ruling whether something was age-appropriate or inappropriate or flag it or whatever on YouTube. And this video is 10 years old. It's been on YouTube for 10 years. You know, that's something uh, any of you that belong to farm groups, agricultural organizations, maybe you ought to have the head of your national organization bring that up with YouTube. Um, I mean, and, and it's, it's no monetary value to us. I mean, there's nothing. I'm just, we're, we're going to, you know, that, don't get me wrong. Uh, boy, you can run big tractors. You can run big machinery. Uh, you can bounce around in a cab of a, of a tractor or a track hoe or a bulldozer. And, you know, that's great and wonderful, but you can't have animal agriculture. Uh, and, and I can't, I can't tell you the number of people that comment to Judy about her cute cows or her fluffy cows. But um, that's where we are this day and age. And uh, maybe somebody will say something, maybe somebody won't. But uh, And the fact is they're judge and jury. And I know it's their platform. <clears throat> it's their social media. I know it's their company. Um, but, uh, you know, these these... Companies like YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, you name it, are they more public utility than they are a private company? Are, are they there to, to basically regulate what goes on on their platform, or are they just there to carry the electricity from, you know, the, the generator to the consumer? I think, that's, I think that's a debate we ought to have at some point in time. I really do. Okay, let's switch gears ever so slightly. Uh, Brazilian corn exports are expected to plunge in the month of August. Going to be around 3 million t uh, metric tons, they're talking, down from 6.7 million metric tons in 2020. 
I think Brazil's got a lot of problems with their corn crop, but they've sold some corn. Uh, I'm being told, though, they're probably going to have to import a lot of corn from Argentina and maybe do some other substitutions around. I think Brazil wants to honor uh, the, the crops they have sold, but it appears to me, uh, and, and I think the interior prices are going to do that with corn, uh, you know, it's going to, you know, they're going to direct those corn sales our way, the United States. Um, the Russian crop, wheat crop is down. Uh, France cut their wheat crop. Now, now the France crop is like 25% higher than it was last year, but they had a drought-affected crop last year. But France also has come out and said with all this rain that they had here in Europe just a little bit ago, that there's a lot of quality concerns in not only their wheat crop, but their barley crop. Now that means a lot of that's probably gonna become feed, but milling quality, high premium grade wheat looks like to me is gonna be a lot tighter supply than what it has been for the last quite a few years. Uh, and a wheat-led rally is always a good thing. Now you're going to say, yeah, but the but the markets aren't responding to any of this. Uh, I think everybody's wanting to see what USDA comes out with, with a number for the Brazilian crop, the Russian crop. This August report is going to be huge. It's going to be big. But uh, USDA has also been known to kind of walk into these things and not, you know, make the whole big jump at one time. And but I but I do think they run the risk if they don't make enough of a jump. You're you're hearing more and more private trading firms just kind of saying, uh, you know, the the USDA numbers are really aren't that good when they come out. And well, I I look at Stonex. Stonex came out and, and they say right in their thing, this is what we think the final numbers are be be not what USDA is going to say in August. And, oh, by the way, they come out with a 176.9 corn and a 50 bushel bean. Both of those um, would be what I would call just enough supply to keep everything going. Uh, that's a drop from the 179.5 on the, the corn and the 50s right around what a lot of people thought the soybeans were going to be. So kind of interesting here to see what's going on. I, I don't look for much action in these markets until this report and boy you know the 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 after the report it could go one way or the other big time um it does appear to me that a lot of the outside speculator money has left the market a lot of contracts have been sold they're probably going to sit back and wait and see what happens in august and, and it may just be that they're they're tired of the grain markets and they're going to go to someplace else um but uh, end users are probably also going to look at these August numbers and then decide what they're going to do. Well, hey, the smartest audience in agriculture, Wednesday, 4th of August. Thanks for listening.